to the next installment of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm a comedy writer and filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything. But in this show, in this episode, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Danny McBride, Ursula from The Little Mermaid, <clears throat> And uh, the idea of uh, stories uh, in middle America and, and in the South, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Tiffany Beecham is joining me. She is an L.A.-based uh, writer and producer, but she is currently on hiatus. Um, so I'm talking to her from Ohio, which is really cool. So check that out. Um, but first up, some housekeeping. If you like the show, please uh, give it a review. Uh, give it five stars on Apple Music. It's how people can find the show. Uh, so let's kick things off with a sketch. I had to do it because it involves the show Send Help, which is on the All Black Network that just came out. Uh, check out the show. It's really good. And uh, Tiffany Beecham is, is one of the writers on the show, which is why I'm talking to her, among other reasons. So, yeah, you you have to check out the show, check out this interview. Um, but because it's send help, because it, it has that Haitian uh, aspect to it, I had to do it. Haitian uncle in the closet. Here's the sketch. 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 Oh, hey, vet. Oh, Annie, I love your new house. Thanks. You know, I'm, I'm glad you're a little bit late. I, I didn't have enough time to tidy up the place. It's fine, Annie. It looks nice. Yeah, I love it. Um, let me show you around. This is the bathroom. This is the bedroom. I got these cool faucet thingies on Etsy. Ooh, nice. So fancy. What's that? some kind of like faulty pipes you know wasn't that such a scary moment in mayor of eastwood with those girls stuck in that room i, I mean i can't get over um you know their accents like uh, like my, my my dirter was murdered over water it's so weird right like let's go there it goes again Oh, yeah, I know. That noise is so annoying. Um, let's just get out of here and get, you know, we can get some tacos. Let's get tacos. Um, don't you want to find out what that sound is about? It's weird. It sounds like you have someone hiding in here, sis. What? No way. Nah. -uh. It sounds like it's coming from that closet. No, don't go in there. I need to know. Oh, Mes amis? Oh, is that my favorite niece? Whatever. 
Yeah, it's your favorite niece, I guess. What are you doing in Annie's closet? I thought you moved back to Haiti. As a matter of fact, no one has seen you in a long time. I can explain. Oh, oh, Annie put me in here. I made one comment about her hair on WhatsApp, and she kidnapped me and put me in this closet. Yeah, until I find a good clap back, Mon Pierre. What is a clap back? And you still don't comb your hair. <laughs> oh, you should see your sister. She looks nice, Yvette. Help your sister. I don't need help. My hair looks fine. Oh, no. I mean, maybe you could do a co-wash or something, some color. Oh, mes amis, God don't shove Enough. I, I don't need your criticism. Criticism? This is why. Yes, this is this is why he's in the, the closet. The closet, ma'am. Annie, you've got to let him go. This isn't right. What's the family gonna say on Facebook? I've been hiding in. I've been hiding him in here until I can find the right clap. This is an injustice. You can't hide Haitian uncles in the closet, no matter how out of line they are. But Yvette, I did this for us. I've been maintaining his WhatsApp. I've been writing thank you comments each time someone likes a post of his on Facebook. You know, it's exhausting, but no one's questioning where he is. So all this, just so you can one day come up with an awesome comeback to one of his criticisms. Yes. Monopiel, why don't you just apologize so you can finally go home? Whoa, whoa, an apology. Wow. The chance for him to take responsibility for his hurtful words. Oh my God, Yvette, I never thought of that. Uh, 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 I'm staying in the closet then. Uh oh, Monopiel. Okay, well, that's that. Wanna get tacos? Sure, let's do it. Oh, bring me one home. back awesome so let's get into my talk with writer tiffany beecham hey tiffany thank you so much for hey, being hey thank you for having me yeah this is amazing so you are in addition to being a writer you're a producer um i i a director also you have um a really awesome production company called dope tv i want to talk to you about i want to talk to you about your work sure. on shows um, that are out right now, Send Help and A La Carte, both featuring Haitian luminaries, um, Jesse Wu, and she's on A La Carte. Yes. Um, and then along with um, Candy Burris, who, she's not Haitian, but she's, you know, one of my heroes of, of all time. And uh, <laughs> Mike Gallo, 
Mike Giles on Send Help, along with um, Jean Lee. Um, these are, you know, all people that I totally admire. So, so amazing and dope that you got to work with them. Um, so I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about like creating a space and, and not waiting for permission. You live out in Cleveland and you've been able to create a Hollywood career for yourself. Um, and it's, it's very inspiring and amazing. So I want to I want to talk to you about all of those things. Um, and then somehow we we know same people, you know, Christina Thomas, who's also been on the show. Um, you helped to yeah. produce one of her short films. So I want to talk to you about your, your yeah, relationships with people. Yeah, she's so amazing. Um, she has a really great job right now, um, which I probably can't talk about, but it's it's really amazing. She's doing <laughs> great. So anyway. Oh, she's amazing. Let, yeah, she's incredible. Let's play a quick game. And it is a very dumb BuzzFeed quiz, but it kind of relates to our, our chat. So okay. are you down? Down, always. So this game is called Don't Think, Just Pick the First Answers You're Drawn to on this quiz, then we can predict Ooh. your future. So it's almost Ooh, like, okay. uh, I don't know, kind of a tarot card thing in a way. So first, okay. how are you feeling? I'm going to give you four options. First, how Ooh. are you feeling right now? Moody, sad, tired, cozy. Cozy. Nice. And you are um, in the middle of thunderstorms right now, but yes. it's good that you feel cozy. I do. I got on this nice like little turtleneck, you know, feeling warm, hanging out at my sister's place. And she lives like right on the lake. If you could see out the window, oh, it's wow. a lake. And oh, it's like beautiful. so, oh, it's amazing. But it gets a little scary when the like thunderstorms happen. <laughs> but yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, because I'm sure you see like lightning, I don't know, like above the water, like, yeah. All of it, yes. Wow. Okay, next question. What road trip would you go on? In the countryside, Ooh. in the desert, by the coast, or through a forest? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Probably the coast. I love the coast. Nice, me too. Which cabin... Okay would you spend the night in in like a snowy cabin mm. in a kind of fall looking um foresty like yellow jackets looking cabin um mm -hmm. a cabin by the lake kind of like where you are or like a cabin in the deep deep woods kind of like a cabin by the lake you know a little fresh water you know nice okay what what tree would you find shelter so like there's a really uh, big, huge, like luscious, like oak tree. There's a palm tree. There's a pine tree. And then there's this like scary looking kind of uh, bonsai looking tree. But it's like a real legit tree, but it doesn't have like leaves on it. It looks like like a wintry, like it's lost its leaves kind of tree. What was the first tree? That sounded about right. Uh, like a big, luscious, green, uh, green leafy tree. 
Absolutely, that one. Nice. The least scary. Yeah. <laughs> Which beach are you drawn to the most? Um, this, there's a beach setting on a sun, like a sunset in the background. There's this like um, beach with like huge boulders, like at the beginning of the movie Grease, when um, when she's like when Sandy's like, "I'd never leave you." Yeah. It's like, like it looks like that. Um, then there's like a, like a nighttime kind of rocky beach. And then there looks to be like um, a beach, like in England or something. That's like um, it, it's just like kind of a beach you'd you'd walk around. You not really go in the water, and it's like there's like a green hill top like next to it. Mm, got you. Um, I'm gonna go with the first one with the sunset. That sounds nice. pretty nice. Yeah, it's, it, it looks very like Caribbean. Um, and last, yeah, which tarot card are you most drawn to? The magician, oh the lovers, stars, Ooh. or the empress card? I mean, I like the lovers because I need a lover. So, yes. yeah, we're going to go lovers. <laughs> Thank you. Final answer. For that, for that, like, sunset on the beach. Okay, so here, we're predicting your future. You'll cut some people out of your life and be happier because of it. Period. Yeah. It's hard to cut the people to cut off the people we love but you're going to be so much better off when you do it you have a bright future ahead of you tiffany and you don't want these toxic people to drag you down no thank you you'll mm. you'll you'll truly thrive when the only people in your life are those who love admire and support you all right period 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 with a T, T at the end, period. Listen, anyway, a D and a T. D and a T. Okay, so Tiffany, now that we've predicted your future, let's talk about the present. So okay. you are um, doing really well. You, Send Help just came out. I saw the pilot. It's really good. Um, I. It's very like it's very sexy, uh, like black millennial. Who is who happens to be Haitian? So it's like it's an aspect of his life, um, but I thought it was really cool because it's like legit Creole, um, which I, as a Haitian person, I never see. Um, so it's it's really um, that's very cool, um, and he is uh, it, it, it's set the show centers on a man who um, has this um, his career is is, is taking off. He has this hit show, mm -hmm. but then the star of the show fucks up and does something racist and so gets mm -hmm. the whole show canceled. And so he's having to um, sort of uh, scramble and figure himself out because he was kind of coasting for a little bit. So Absolutely. tell us how and then and then you, you've also worked on a la carte, also like sexy black millennial, but like from a female perspective with Jesse Wu at the at the uh, front and center. And she is um, just, you know, having sexy times um, and and that's very fun, too. So I want to talk to you about um, Send Help right now, because that's that's the show that's like of the moment. So is a, a la carte. But, you know, right now it's it's Send Help. How did you get involved? Because mm -hmm. it involves a mentoring group that you're in. So I guess like, um, you know, start from start from working on the show and then like, I guess, work your way back to. Black boy rights, black girl rights. Okay. 
Um, so Send Help is on right now. Uh, the second episode just came out. Um, I co-wrote the third episode with Jordan Dumbroff, who I love. Um, yeah, I got involved with this because of Mike and Jean. Um, they actually, like during my interview, they were like, oh, are you Haitian? And I was like, no, um, because behind me at my parents' house, they have this big cabinet of like glass stuff that you know, oh, never eat or drink off of. Yes. <laughs> they're like, they were like, seems like you have the cabinet. And I was like, I, <laughs> I was like, I just know that most black people I know have this cabinet. So, yeah. um, because my, my people are just Southern rooted black people. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah, so I was like, yeah, we all got these. It's like, uh, I mean, we're basically cousins anyway. We just got off at different stops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, we're all I, from West Africa. Yes. Listen, so I um, I love the process. I couldn't have asked to be under a better mentor than like Mike. Yeah. Um, he's just great. The way that he gives feedback and constructive criticism is amazing. Um, Jean, his energy is amazing. And yeah. he seems so really very great. funny. Oh, all the time, all the time. And he gives great hugs. It was just great to actually be in the office and be around people and be around people who genuinely care about you. So that, that always, that felt good. Plus there were two people from the mentorship program that I was in part of it, which were, um, Josh Myers, mm-hmm. oh, my bad, Joshua L. Myers and, uh, Keila Hamilton. Yes. And, that program was amazing. I loved being in that with them. So it already felt like family with them. I didn't know that they were going to be in the room until basically we got in the room. And I was like, oh, I was like, we're here. And um, then the other people in the room just kind of, we just kind of got acquainted with and quickly turned to family. It's like Mike has a great like people meter. And so it's like his, I, you meet somebody and he says, you should meet this person. You probably should. Because right. um, he actually connected me to my now mentor, um, Darren. And he was like, Oh, yeah, you and Darren will get along great. And I was like, Okay, cool. Then I meet Darren and I'm like, Yeah, yeah, we get along great. It's like he likes a little bit of ratchetness and he loves Jesus. And I was like, Yeah, Jesus and ratchetness. Yes, perfect. <laughs> the, the perfect mix. Oh my God. So it's like you also have to meet probably Katori Hall, too. Uh, period. Yes. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, please. I, I absolutely hero. need that meeting. Another hero. Yes, indeed. Um, so, yeah. So then that takes us kind of like back again further to the Black Boy Rights, Black Girl Rights Mentorship mm-hmm. Program, mm-hmm. Um, which I had started in like February or March of 2021. Yeah. Um, is that right? I keep mixing up years because, you know, we were inside for two years, so I don't know what year it is technically, but whatever. Right. Um yeah, during, it was November 2020 when we were just on Clubhouse because we couldn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and in L.A., because I lived in I lived in Los Angeles. Like, I currently do technically still live in Los Angeles, but I'm just kind of like home on a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a group called Cinema Salad on Clubhouse. You can still go check it out and join it if you want to. Um and we used to just host like little rooms and panels. And one day Mike joined the room and then like Tim Story and Rashidi Hicks, uh, Rashidi wow. Hicks and like a whole bunch of people just started joining the room. I'm like, who? Then you look at the credits and you're like, okay, what's going on right now? 
And then Mike yeah. joined our stage and just kind of like chatted with us like regular people. And that felt good. I was like, oh, like he's a real person. Okay, cool. And he was talking about his mentorship. And I was like, what is this mentorship? I was like, um, I'm never scared to ask. I'm like, um, so about that mentorship, is there a black girl rights portion? And he was like, no, not at the moment. And I was like, bet. And he was like, well, I'll circle back around. He was like, I'll, he was like, I'll follow up later. Like if I do do that, but I want to get the boy first, uh, portion off the ground. And I was like, bad, that sounds great. So then it was February and I saw my friend Keela was in a picture with Amy Aniobi and a whole bunch of other people. And I was like, Mike, I just reached back out. I was like, Hey, I was like, um, I'd love to, is there a spot? Like, I'd love to be in this still. Like I I'm down. And he was like, bad, let's set something up interviewed. And he was like, cool. You need to be on the call on Saturday. And I was like, I'm on. And then it just kind of all snowballed from there. And then at the end of our mentorship program, we got connected with another mentor individually um, that's also in the industry that kind of matches up with what we write, what we like, what we do, and um, just Mike's discretion of who would be good fits, which is always a good idea to follow. And, um, and that's Darren for you. Yeah. Yes, Darren. Um, it's one of his friends, uh, Darren Dorch, that was on Claws. And, um, wow. Uh, it's one of my favorite is, shows. Uh, oh, I love Claws. Don't even get me started. So good. Um, and then uh, Kings of Napa uh, that was wow. on OWN. And so, like, Darren yeah, is amazing. He's great. That's through, so so Janine Sherman Barwa. Oh, okay, wow. Okay. Yep. Yep. And um, so after, as our program was wrapping up, Mike was like, hey, it looks like I'm going to have my own room. Uh, um, you are going to have to interview. I can't guarantee nothing um, because there is a co-showrunner involved with this. So mm -hmm. it's not just me. Um, and then they interviewed outside people. And then um, Jean and Mike really liked my sample squad life. And they were like, yo, this is this is great. I can hear the voices. I can I see it. Um, and then plus, just like in the interview, I just expressed my desire to write black women and like really give us three dimensions. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Wow. OK, so you that's, said you said that's, that, that was a, that was a lot. That's this is amazing. So, OK, so basically you um, describe working on Send Help, which is out now. Second episode mm -hmm. is out. You were on, you know, going back, you were on Clubhouse, just shooting the shit, talking about um, it was Cinema Salad, right? Boom. And mm -hmm. Mike Gaio gets on, and Mike Gaio is a very personable um, mover and shaker. He's somebody also that um, I feel like uh, w when looking at you, like somebody who, who makes a way, just, just kind of like you don't wait, you don't ask for permission, you just go for it. Mm. He's somebody that also strikes me as as that kind of um, has that sort of uh, that zeal that um, you know, yeah, I'm an assistant, but I'm gonna start a mentoring group, or and I'm going to connect all these people. Like it's really incredible because there are people out there who are executive producers who want to mentor people and don't know necessarily how to do it and they wait um whereas mike did not wait he started this group um 
it was very successful the first the first round. Then he had the he has a part two, which um one of my friends Shereen Jones is a part of right now, who also has been on the show. Yeah, yeah, Shereen. She was yeah. uh she worked on Christina's short too. Yes. Okay. So Shereen is also awesome, and she um so now she's in the second the second series of um Black Boy Rights Black Girl Rights, um so. What's super cool about Black Boy Rights, Black Girl Rights, is that uh, it seems very immersive. It seems like when you're in your, it, not to quote Olive Garden, but it's like when you're here, your family, like he, <laughs> he, he gets you work, yes. he gets you an, a mentor, he, there's a photo shoot, you, you, there's a retreat, like he really like Listen, pulls out all the stuff. Literally, yeah. like it's it's something that you know. At the time, I think he had just finished being an executive story editor on um, Jenny and Georgia. Yeah. Um, and there's so I don't even think being an executive story editor is considered like a mid-level writer. Yeah. Um, it's getting close, but it's like but he still saw himself fit to be a mentor. And there's yeah. so many people that are at that level and above that don't think they're qualified to be mentors. And it's like, that is why he will be so successful because mm -hmm. he reached back out when he, like other people don't think that they're qualified to reach back out. And I love that about Mike. And it's like, and he's just on his rise up. Like he's did the showrunner thing now. It's like, he's writing multiple features. He's just doing all of this and yeah. he does it with such grace and he's not the type like he i just it's something that i desire to have is yeah. to be a booked and busy and blessed and then also be able to handle people with such grace and class and warmth and professionalism and love and it's like that's it it makes me want to lead with love more so i love that Oh, that's really beautiful. Yeah. So, so again, like Mike Gallo, um, started, he started, you know, as an assistant working his way up, you know, climbing the ranks, um, eventually, just as you said, for Jeannie and Georgia, which is very successful on, on Netflix, became um, executive story editor. As he is climbing the ranks, he's also forming this mentoring group and gets the backing of like large companies. I think Final Draft is is a sponsor like um, and that's what everyone uses to make uh, to write screenplays. So very impressive. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah. cool. So yeah, Final Draft we, and Red Bull because Red Bull wow. like Red Bull sent us stuff like at our retreat. Red Bull sent cases upon cases of Red Bull. Um, it was it was amazing. Like final draft. I think they gave all of us the current updated version 12. Mm -hmm. nice. um, it was, that was very kind of them. They even did like a commercial where they did. Um, they just kind of, I think there were uh, like six or seven of us that they just kind of did like little photo shoots with. And just, we had a chance to talk about us as writers and final draft just kind of edited these videos, put them on. And it's like, it, it really, they really took the time to like amplify black voices in this moment. And I love mm -hmm. that about them. Mm -hmm. um, even though I don't use all the features on the software yet, because like I need a whole manual. Yeah, um, I have no <laughs> idea. I do the basic. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I know a basic woman that knows all the tricks. Yeah, yeah, I have no, yeah. Just the basics. How? How? Yeah, and it's like, so I love, I love Final Draft. I love Red Bull for those things because they took the time to like care and support with their products, support with their platforms. So that was, that was really dope for them. Yeah, that's, this is amazing. Okay, so you you get this opportunity were you also already working on a la carte or did a la carte come after send help um a la carte came before send help actually um i was just wrapping up a la carte's room as a writer's assistant Mm -hmm. when the opportunity came to work on uh send help Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was um it was cool. It was like being a writer's assistant, you know, you're taking notes, you're listening to the stories, checking stories. And it's like, you have to be like on like 12 of 10 the whole time. And then afterwards you still have to like formulate the notes and put them in different sections and bold things and highlight and uh, send them out. And that does not take like an hour. It takes a, a, a long time. So, yeah. And you got to be fast. You got to be fast. Like, yeah, that's, that's a real thing. I am definitely a much better staff writer than I am writer's assistant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's very, that. yeah, because I, I um, in uh, the, the episode before you, um, I interviewed a writer for, who wrote, worked on Hacks on HBO, and she started as a writer's assistant on another show um, connected to the those producers. But yeah, there's a specific way of writing as a writer's assistant because you're you're basically um, uh, I don't know you're you're writing all the notes, all the ideas that that are um, being talked about in the in the room. And it has to be digestible for everyone. So it has to be very specific the way you're, that you're writing. So did you, did you already mm-hmm. have some experience with that or you just had to figure it out? Um, no, fortunately, I had um, Deontay Stats in there who was um, showrunner's assistant on The Shy, who kind of oh, gave wow. me some guidance and kind of gave me a lot of just like tips and pointers and then the other writers in the room also gave me some tips and pointers as I was going because it was my first time and it's like that was a great environment to be in um, because there were other writers who have wrote on other shows network shows um, so they knew what this should look like so I was like I will do my best and thank you for like giving me the time of day to even try because you know sometimes we don't we as black people don't get the chances all the time yeah. To even try and learn and fail and keep trying and learning and failing in the same environment. So I'm thankful that they like gave us that opportunity. Same for the writer's room with Send Help and Mike and Jean. It's like, try, learn, fail, try, learn, fail, try, learn, fail. And um, it was it was it was just great experiences for both. And I'm glad that like they were both with uh, all black. So that was pretty cool, too. Again, so like you started off, you were a writer's assistant on a la carte, then you move up with Send Help, you're now a staff writer, uh, so that now you have like a, a, a new credit to, to take with you for the next job. For Send Help, it sounds like it was really, it was, it was a, a, a nurturing room, but then it was also very tough too, because I think you only had maybe like a few weeks to write the yeah. whole show. So yes. can you talk about that? Because um, that's, that's insane. That's amazing. Sure. Uh, it's amazing you did it. 
but like it's wild. <laughs> No, I mean, like, it's such a collaborative environment. And I think that that's something that people don't tell writers who desire to be in rooms enough mm-hmm. is that, like, there's this super collaborative environment where everybody's pitching, everybody's giving feedback, everybody's, like, chiming in. And it's not always go right by yourself kind of, like, vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I... I just really enjoyed that process. But I mean, yes, it was very tight. It was very quick. Um, I think we had eight weeks and um, our rooms were smaller in numbers. So it's not like everybody could leave the room when it was their turn to go write their episodes. We still had to be in the room to help pitch and push other episodes forward as well besides our own. And the turnarounds were very, very, very quick. And fortunately, we were co-writing the episodes. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like the whole episode was just on you. You had a partner in crime in this that was also um, putting their putting their weight in, and then you're putting your weight in and making it work. How did you divvy up the responsibilities? Yes, yes. Um, we did first half, second half. Um, I did the first half, and Jordan did the second half. But of course, we were throughout each other's as well. Like um, I relied on Jordan um, a great deal because. He um, he had been a script coordinator before on Jenny and Georgia. Mm-hmm. So he knows how all this outlining and formatting and structuring those things should go. It's like, those are things that I'm definitely working on to be stronger at. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at characters. I'm very good at dialogue. I'm very good at um, characters, intentions, backstories, things that like drive motivations, intentions, things like that. It's like, so learning more about the formatting and structuring stuff, he knows it because he's a script coordinator. Of course he knows it. Yeah, so right. It was, that's another, that's another very uh, demanding job, the script coordinator. So yeah, so that was good that you had that, that partner. Absolutely. That's great. Okay. So talk about writing. So you, um, I love you were talking about in another podcast, I heard you talking about like, um, a villain like the villain origin story um talk about like your favorite villain origin story and i was trying to think Ooh. of mine i mean i just finished better call saul and okay he's an anti-hero so i guess essentially he is a villain um but then he sort of redeems himself at the end um of like course. what yeah so like what about you I, right now, let me think. Hmm. I mean, I guess it came from like the world of musicals as well, um, because I saw Wicked and Wicked greatly impacted me. Because it's like you see the Wizard of Oz and you see how this little happy story goes with Dorothy and such, but then you don't get like the witch's backstory and Mm -hmm. you don't get why this witch is the way that she is and then you watch it and you're like wait a minute it's like did y'all do her dirty it's like <laughs> no one else is acting like this i did her wrong it's like can she get an apology can something yeah it's like yeah because they, they come so... from it comes from pain like ursula in little mermaid there there had to have been something painful in her life that made her who she was listen ursula was plus size 
they were hating on her already. It's like she's purple, so she's because technically she's dark skin. So they were just <laughs> after her from the jump. They were like, <laughs> they couldn't handle her. That. They couldn't. They're like, she's kind of loud. She's got that deep, that laugh. And they're like, body language. Yes. I was like, yes, a lot. And then she could, she could belt, she could sing. And so they were hating. They were haters. Yeah. Um, I mean, Disney, Ursula... I'm waiting for the Ursula origin story. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that needs to happen. Yeah. I mean, and then like Ariel's combing her hair with a fork. Like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Like get I it together, not. girl. Like you can learn from Ursula. Ursula wouldn't do that. <laughs> but yeah, so but but yeah, no, it's it's true that uh, even um in rap shit, uh, I was talking about that with my cousin, mm-hmm. the um like the Duke of Miami, her her um like she's very much uh comes from like there's pain. There's pain in her life. And mm. you know, she's not a villain necessarily, but like, you know, she's somebody that is um, you know, trying to make a way out of uh, out of no way, and uh, and she has to keep going. So she, mm. um, you know, there there's a lot that she has to overcome in order to to find some success in her life. So um, that I think is a very like um, deep, complex character. And then we were talking about Katori Hall, and in mm. P Valley, there's so many people who have complexities um, that I mean, like they're I- not they're not easy villains. No, it's, I mean, knowing why Mercedes has the thick, tough skin that she does, then having this pastor mother, but then mm-hmm. also seeing this mother who also used to, like, the flashback that they had, I don't want to know spoilers, but just the flashback that they had when she was, like, younger and was mm-hmm. pregnant with the, her child at the time, um, like, that was, I, that was, that was intense. And then also seeing, um, I, I love watching these backstories. Like I, the backstories, amazing. Yeah. Um, watching uh, Mississippi's backstory, oh, amazing. I like that's a tragic story. And then Uncle Clifford, yes. like, like these stories. I was like, these are great stories. They feel so real and off the yeah. page that I feel like people are genuinely chiming in on their real lives in these writers' rooms because these stories are reading that way um, and coming across the screen that way, too. Um, But I figured out who was the villain that I ended up loving in the end, and one of them was uh, Ruth from Ozark. Yes. And she had a redemptive moment, too. Yeah, but she's that's such a great role. You're going to have to kill me! No, I cannot. I cannot. Whew. She's she's great. It's like, but a villain that I couldn't get with was Wendy. I was like, Wendy, you are. You oh, she was yeah. ruthless. I mean, and but at what the same time, they acting. tried to give her some like redemption, like with her dad being there and like seeing her dad oh. and then meeting her brother and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, but no, there's a no at that one. Um, so that, yeah, yeah, I that was just that was amazing, especially when when the woman, the opium uh, farmer woman, had the heart attack, yeah. and uh, Wendy just watched her die. Well, I mean, she didn't die, but just you know, watched her in pain and agony, and then she had that little like smile on her face. Evil. Mm-hmm. 
Wendy's so evil. horrible. So evil. But yeah, yeah amazing and, character. Incredible see, Oh, I mean, I love those shows that are... I love shows that don't take place in LA, New York, or Atlanta. But give me some middle America. Give mm-hmm. me like the the depths of the dark woods of Missouri, the Ozarks, you know, yeah. it's like, I, I love that. I mean, of course I'd watch something that has to do with black people in all these major cities. That's great. But I think of like the show Heart of Dixie, mm-hmm. that show had me wrapped around this little finger and I loved how it was the fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. And I love small town feels because I feel like everybody's just in each other's business. And I love that. I mean, I'm not trying to be in everybody's business in real life, but on screen, I love it. Why not? It's messy. I mean, you gotta, you gotta be, if you, if you want to get into a character, you gotta be in their business a little bit. So, and that brings me to like your, your writing process, because you're talking about like backstories. Um, so when you are creating characters, um, so you, you were saying that, um, that it was your sample that um, got you the gig on Send Help. Um, it was called Squad, mm-hmm. Squad. What was it called? Squad Life. Yes. Squad, squad life. life. Okay. So when you were when you're creating Squad Life, when you're creating um, any pilots, um, like what's your process like when you're creating um, like the backstory? Are you do you have like a like a long like a one sheet about each person? Um, are you thinking about it as you're as you're writing your outline of like the whole script? Like how what what is your like initial process when you're creating a story? definitely comes from a, like a what if moment. Like me and my sister are always what if thing like, oh, well, what if like we'll drive past a furniture store? What if there was this, a show that happened in this furniture store? What if this person, like who would be on it? Like, what would those people do? What would they say? Like, we just like, what if a lot? And I, I start off with what ifs. And I'm like, if the what if is compelling enough and I can like layer on to the what if, mm-hmm. um, then it just, that's how it happens for me. Then I go back to each individual person that's involved. What's their backstory? What are their, their flaws? What are their strengths? What are their, what is their pain? What is their, their thorn in their side that they're never going to be able to get rid of, but they're never going to talk about it kind of thing. Um, I love going to people's childhoods because that's where a lot of things happen that, um, influence the way that we act as adults because uh, my sister is also a therapist so it's nice. like we talk about just like childhood of our own and child like it's it's yeah it's it's really just healing some things from like childhood and yeah. um just yeah it's but you know not everybody goes to therapy so it's like, what does that look like? And not everybody that doesn't go to therapy looks a certain way. You know what I mean? Right. So um, it's it's interesting the way that I like to try to approach the characters. I like to come at it from a human, humanizing, mm-hmm. human standpoint. Yeah. It's kind of like, just, I like to see the people as real people. And whether they're the villain, whether they're the good guy, the bad guy, whoever, I just want them to be real people. And have you have to love them, even even if it's like a bad person, you still have to love who you're creating and have respect for them. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's like I think I talked about Damon from Vampire Diaries 
mm-hmm. um, when I was on uh, the Screenwriters Rant Room, I love that, you know, when you first get introduced to the show, you're like, he's awful. But then you're like, wait a minute. He's actually a person who has sacrificed a great deal and will sacrifice. And I'm like, man, this is good. I'm like, wait a minute, vampires. But like, I love that. I love things with siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when siblings, family, it's automatically relatable for me, you yeah. know? Yeah, because there's definitely like love-hate happening. But are you making like a one-sheet? Like, are you writing a story about um, that person? Is it a paragraph? Like, what does that look like for you when you're making a backstory for someone? Yes, sometimes it does come out as like a one-sheet. Um, sometimes it does come out as, uh, yeah, I used to, I have a note card in my little, I have a little note card file and it just talks about what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses. I just kind of list like strengths and then like colon, then weaknesses, colon. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I just go through like, what are their strengths, weaknesses? Um, what is their wants? What do they want more than anything? Like, cause it's like their motivation, um, and then sometimes I like to say, like, what is, what is their beginning and their end look like? Um, their arc, if you will. Um, that way I know at the end of this episode, at the beginning of the episode, we're going to see them in this X, Y, Z. And at the end of the episode, they're going to be either at their lowest point, which for drama is usually how it goes, or they're going to be at a point where they thought everything was good. And now they're going to be hit with something. And now it's like, ooh, what's going to happen in this next episode? I have to see it. Um yeah. So in Send Help, did you bring that energy into the, the writer's room? Like, did you all know what was going to happen? Because there's a really amazing twist in the first episode uh, that is revealed at the end. And I don't want to spoil it, but it involves uh, a little <laughs> supernatural uh, element. Was this something discussed in the writer's room? Was this something that was with... Um, like Mike and Shaili uh, presented to you immediately. Like how how did that come about? Um, the first episode, um, Jean had already shot. He had shot this episode. Oh wow! Um, wrote it, shot it. Um, but then when you know we did the writers' room, some things fluctuated, changed a little bit. Um, just little things here and there. And then, um, of course, it got reshot by when we did it with All Black and everything. Um, but the general premise was still very much the same with the actor who is on a show doing great, coasting, and then life just kind of flips on its head like it does often in Hollywood. <laughs> and now you're wondering what you're going to do. So, um, yeah, the first episode, they definitely, like, in terms of direction and where do they see the show going, it's like Mike and Jean very much had an idea of where they wanted it to go for a thousand percent. And it's like, I love that we were all just very willing to like chime in and put in pieces of where, where this is headed um, in the middle. And so that was great. There's some episodes coming up that I, whew, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, but I'm not ready. Because wow. I, oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it is a dark comedy. It does deal with mental health. Um, there's so much funny involved, but there's so much like real involved as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. And um, episode three is going to be. Oh, I can't wait. 
I can't wait. Um, so that that'll be what it comes out because I, you know, I just I stream it on All Black. But like, what when does it come out? Is it like on Thursdays or something? Thursdays, Thursdays. You can just hop on. It's on demand, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, watch it on Thursdays. Watch it on Thursday. <laughs> watch it on Fridays. Watch it. Watch it twice a week. Um, it's a really good show. So if you could work on anything, so again, like going back to my conversation with um, the writer from Hacks, she was talking about like Shonda Rhimes. So like, you know, we were just talking Mm. about like Katori Hall. So like if you could work on, and obviously like you have Dope TV, which I want to, if you could talk about that too, but like, um, you know, like who, who's next? Like, who do you want to work with next? And like, what kind of show would you want to work on? Yes, I love these questions. Like, I would love to be in the Danny McBride universe. I love him. Um, I love, oh my God, me too. <laughs> me too. We need so to like bang on his door. Literally. It's like, I I love that all of his stuff takes, well, a lot A lot of it takes place yeah. outside of major cities. Yes. He's, he's very um, like, connected to the South. That. Yes. Yes. And I love Danny McBride for that. Um, I recently started binge watching All American, which is which is great. All American looks great. I also recently just binge watched the Power Universe. So part of me is like Courtney Kemp. It's like I got a spinoff Power Power 22, you know, like Witsec. I'm ready. Like, (laughs) I think that there's a lot of there's a lot you can do in the power universe. And I'd love to be over there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Shonda Rhimes is great. I mean, she's never going to stop having amazing shows and amazing writers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always down for Shonda Rhimes. I'm always down for a, a black woman in power to like learn from her and what her, like what has led her to where she is. So mm-hmm. down for that. Um, but yeah, Danny McBride, Shonda, Courtney Kemp, Yes. I, I'm, these are heavyweights. Yeah. I'm there. I'm showing up. I'm present. Like, what day do we start? Yes. I mean, I would also. <laughs> Same. But, I mean, I literally have a list of, like, people that I, like, want to, like, be reached out to. It's mm-hmm. like, there's there's just too many. But at the same time, I yeah, I'm ready. Just How whatever does- lane I go in, I'm just afraid. And how does that look like for you? Is that on a, a vision board? Is this on in your notes app? Like, where where do you have this list? Is it just in your mind? This is on my Google Docs. Nice. Nope. In my in my Google Docs. Um, let's see. Uh, list of. Yep, I have a list of shows and showrunners. It's funny because some of these things have already like not necessarily started happening but i've bumped into these people already and i'm like yes please oh it's um, amazing and part of it was with the the send help premiere mm-hmm. um there we go Ooh, i couldn't find my way back to the to this thing so i could see the camera so it's like my i have like a manifestation list and on it number one danny mcbride yeah. <laughs> oh wow um, tell him and recently bumped into uh denise davis at the yeah. Sun Help premiere because you know both Mike and Jean are from the 
into the universe. Yeah. And um, yeah, I have on here, like, I want to, I really would love to be over at like Spring Hill with Maverick Carter and LeBron James. They're Ohio people. I'm an Ohio girl. It's like they have that hashtag, just a kid from Akron, hashtag just a kid from Ohio. I'm just a kid from Ohio. It's like we're, we're, we were neighbors, basically. Yeah. Jer- like, I think Jericho Long, Jericho Long, who is in tribe with me, is at Spring Hill right now. A dream, a dream yes. and a half. Yes. Like, yes, please. And then um, I would love to work with like Stephen Capel Jr. Um, because he's also an Ohio guy. Like, I love the hometown feel of us. So I would love to work with us. Um, I'm fist pumping right now for Quinta. Um, oh my god yes this pumping yes uh, we all are all in our hearts yeah and abbott listen. abbott is coming soon uh-huh that's good it's, uh season two coming out soon yes mm-hmm. yes 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 and there's just a bunch of uh there's shows that i have on here there's more people um and catchy um uh, Yvette Lee Bauer, like yeah. there's, I mean, it's endless when it comes to like black women that I want to work with. Um, so yeah, I see you black women. I'm trying to work with you. So yes, um, but in the meantime, <laughs> but in the meantime, can you um, briefly before I let you go, can you talk about Dope TV because that started in 2020? Um, yes. It started with uh, two other friends. Um, can you yes. can you talk about that? Sure. Um, it started right before quarantine, actually. Um, I was a part of a group called Writer's Mob with um, Henry Butler and Leah Daniels Butler. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to be confused with Lee Daniels, the butler. My brain is done. It started, yep. Correct. It's like that's Lee Daniels, and this is his sister, Leah Daniels wow. Butler. Um, right, the amazing casting director, now turned director. Um, she's like really getting it in directing, so I think that's amazing. Um, and her husband's getting it in on the producing side as well. So, love them. They had this group called Writers Mob, which basically they had um, writers' rooms where you could learn from somebody in the industry. We had Chris Moore was our group leader mm-hmm. for our Tuesday night group. And then Gino Brooks was a leader for another group. Um, and then I, oh, and then um, Shade Sellers was a, a leader for another group as well. And so I was with Chris up in the Valley and Bree, um, my partners are Bree, uh, Brianna Seamster and uh, Hakeem Hill. And they were both part of Gino's group. And then when Bree switched groups, she joined my group. And then once it, we were going to another Writers Mob person's football party, Super Bowl party, mm-hmm. and me and Bree just kept bumping into each other. And I was like, okay, we keep bumping into each other. This is LA. It's like, it's, it's huge out here, but it's really small at the same time. It's like, yeah. why aren't we like, working on stuff together? And then we just had a conversation. And we like mentioned a couple friends that might be involved, had a Zoom meeting, and it ended up being me, Brie, and Hakeem. And it's been wow, great. Wow. And you've been doing really dope things. Um, people have to check uh, out your Insta page, which is what, what can you say like, how people can find you? 
Sure. Um, our Instagram page is Dope TV Studios. Uh, and then my personal page on Insta is at It's Your Girl TV. Um, yeah. And then I'm on Twitter as well at Tiffany D. Beecham. And yeah, I think that's all my socials. I'm not on TikTok. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't TikTok, TikTok yet. TikTok. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't know what that is, but it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's cool if you do it at all. <laughs> you do you. Uh, listen, basically, if you if you like it, I love it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that I think that's where you can find us. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but yeah, WTV, we actually went to for a month and shot a bunch of content. So stay tuned. Pay attention to our Instagram. We're going to have some more content rolling out soon. Um, really looking forward to it. It was a chance to just do indie filmmaking at its finest with just a couple people and see what can happen. That's amazing. I cannot wait for, for everything that you, you have going on that's that's um, coming through on down the pipeline. This is amazing. Uh, Danny um, McBride, hit us up. We're here. We're, we're out here we're waiting for you. But in the meantime, we're not waiting for you because we're creating stuff for ourselves. And and when you find us, you know, you'll, you're going to just want us in your corner because, you know, we're, we're here. We're ready. So this has been Period. amazing, Tiffany. And I, I'd love to talk to you again another time. Um, but I'm going to let oh, you I'm go. Down. And um, thank you so much. But my last question is what's making you happy these days? Oh, what's making me happy right now? I'm at home and I love getting a chance to get a break away from the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a chance to just be back in Cleveland for a bit and just kind of like let my brain breathe for a bit. That makes me really happy that I have the opportunity to come home to like just a great family. And it's wonderful. Yeah. So family and being home. Yeah. That's happiness. great. That's great. That's uh, all the best. Have a wonderful time at home. And hopefully I'll meet you when you come back out here uh, to work in L.A. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy your hiatus. Oh, yeah. It's well-deserved. Um, and thank you so much. Thank you. So we'll see. Thank you. I love this. Yeah, this is a, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. I'm Yami Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Bye.